This is a Gulf Stories moment made possible by the University of West Florida Innovation Institute. Well, hi again, everyone, and thank you for joining us for another Gulf Stories Moment. My guest today, Dr. Matt Schwartz, Assistant VP of Research Administration and Engagement, and also a professor at the University of West Florida. And today we're talking about submarine groundwater discharge and seagrass. Dr. Schwartz, glad to have you back on the show. Thanks for having me. So we, before we get into what it means as it relates to seagrass, what is submarine groundwater discharge? Submarine groundwater discharge is the flow of groundwater from the land underneath the land surface and then being discharged out into coastal estuaries, bayous, and embayments. Okay, so so now we know what we're talking about. When you and I were getting into some subjects we might do uh, on the show, you specifically wanted to touch on submarine groundwater discharge and seagrass. Mm-hmm. Why? Why specifically seagrass? So I've spent a long time looking for areas where submarine groundwater discharge is occurring. And what, what really drove that was me trying to figure out what impact is SGD having on our environments. In our own area, one of the areas that we found where SGD is occurring is in related to some of the uh, seagrass beds in Gulf Island National Seashore. Mm-hmm. And I've always been interested to see this groundwater discharge that's coming in, is it affecting the sediments, the seagrasses, the environments that the water is flowing into? And I thought this would be a great place to look at, really try to get into the details of, might this submarine groundwater discharge either be helping or hurting, or does it affect at all the seagrass populations that are there? So that brings up a question that, that I'm never quite clear on. When you decide you want to look at that, how do you do it? I mean, for instance, you said the submarine groundwater discharge was discovered in the mid-90s. Seagrass has been around a long time before that. We knew about that. How do you isolate it and figure out the specific impact the discharge may be having on the seagrass? It's really tough to do. And, and frankly, that's, that happens in these iterative steps. We take little steps with each student, with each project, with each paper that builds towards that. For me, it started with the question of if submarine groundwater discharge is occurring, is it affecting the sediments and the critters that are living in and Mm -hmm. on the sediments? When I found that where SGD was occurring here and saw that there were seagrasses, it opened up the question of saying, okay, well, how can we find some sort of chemical signal? Is there any way to indicate that this is helping or hurting the environment? And it's a really difficult question, as you point out, to get at. We don't see that it's obviously helping or obviously hurting. It's somewhere in between these environments. And so what we're trying to do is draw a connection looking at geochemical tracers and other sorts of environmental indicators to indicate that there is some sort of connection, which, frankly, we're still working on. Okay, yeah, I'm glad you said that. That was another thought I had, is when you're trying to find out, is this positive, is this negative, and you're studying it for a while, and you're not really getting a clear indication when do you say, okay, so the answer is no, versus we need to look at more, we're not there yet? Yeah, that's a great, that's a great question. There are a lot of times where we do find, we, go, we develop a hypothesis, we develop a research area, and we just find out, well, that hits a dead end. And we have to acknowledge that if it hits a dead end, if we're not seeing that connection, we're not seeing any impact, then we say, okay, well, that's a null result. We can still publish that null result because that is valuable to other researchers locally and internationally even to be able to indicate there's an area we don't have to go for, or at least we don't have to go down that path in this area. Now, someone else may find a conflicting results, and then that brings a whole nother mm-hmm. question. Why does it matter in one place and not another? And so it really gets to the heart of why we do research and publish research, and it's to share it with a global research community. 
On the note of a global research community, is this submarine groundwater discharge something that is being researched globally? And if so, are there clear places where it's a bigger deal than others? That's a great question. It is something that's being um, researched globally. There have even been conferences that are around nothing but submarine groundwater Mm -hmm. discharge. We have folks from uh, international institutions who are doing research in France and Spain in the Northeast, and they're all looking at different aspects of this research and where it's occurring and what the impacts are. Well, Dr. Schwartz, it sure is an interesting topic, and I appreciate your time coming on talking about first submarine groundwater discharge and then getting more specific into seagrass. Thank you. Thank you. For more Gulf Stories moments, visit wuwf.org slash podcast or go to the podcast page of npr.org.